Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined today by my two dazed and confused co-hosts. To my right, it is the one and only Uncle Sam. Hello. And behind the computer, just jerking his McGurkin, it is Bruce, the tugboat Venditti. What's up? We have the addition of the dip spit bottle today, eh? I'm trying to quit smoking, so. Anyways. Well, it is week five of Fantasy Frenzy upon you, and we are here to tell you about all of the start sits, ads, drops, and sleepers that you didn't know you did not need. Starting off with quick bit of news. It is being reported by people close to the family that both Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen have retained divorce lawyers and it's log overdue hearsay. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm thrilled. It's log overdue. He should have left her anyway. She ugly. Oh, he could do better. I'm oh, not going to fuck. What are you always Victoria's secret supermodel? Dude, she's ugly. There's a lot better supermodels out there than her. Well, here's my philosophy on this. This is the best thing that could have ever happened for him. Why? Because now there's nobody to tell him to stop playing football. So he's going to play. Oh, please. you know what? That's. That's nor here nor there. That's not why people split up. Okay. Well, I don't want to get too talk don't about split the up real because reason. they're ugly. Let's, That's she's sure. ugly. But anyway, anyway. I, I still think that she was in the pool getting some ass in her face from Antonio Brown, and it just hasn't come out yet. Uh, objection hearsay. Either I, way, I'm, just saying, I'm not going to try and get invested into why they broke better up. Better yet, why don't we just call Johnny Depp over there and let him smack the shit out of her? Oh. No, you, you know, you mean Amber Heard? Yeah, call Johnny Depp, have him go over there and smack the shit out of fucking Bunch in a couple of times. He'll be fine. But it was Heard that was smacking the fuck out of Johnny Depp. So. No, it was her shitting in the bed. Okay. Well, Anyways, you clearly didn't watch the trial. This means Tom. Brady- I didn't watch the trial. It was stupid. It was all a fucking act. Stupid. He's stupid. Fifty fucking six years old. And he's a piece of shit. There's no need for us to ramble on about this. Right well, now. I'm just saying. All right, I'm saying. So just putting it out there. Just putting it out. God there. bless Antonio Brown. Anyways, this means Tom Brady will be playing football till he collects Social Security, number one. Oh, God. Number two, I don't God think... damn it. And I thought this was going to be his last year. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ. What's good about this... Never going right for me. What's good about this is he's going to probably end up with some 19-year-old Instagram model and be completely drained for every game and just laser-focused and ready to go because he doesn't have to hear nagging about how his wife doesn't want him to go play that day. So this is going to be a beautiful thing, and I think it's going to lead to... Multiple Super Bowl rings, but that's neither here nor there. But it does, it does lead me into <clears throat> my first quarterback start of the week, oh God. which is none other than Tom Brady. Tom Brady currently has not had the best year. He's position 15, averaging 17.4 points, which, as we know, is not fantastic for a quarterback. He's outside of the top 12. Uh, which, he hasn't had receivers for fucking two weeks. So. Which pretty much means he's go. irrelevant to start in fantasy. But if you are rostering Tom Brady and have started someone else the last few weeks, this will be the week to start him. Why, you may ask. Well, Mike Evans showed that Mike Evans can still do Mike Evans things last week in the loss against Kansas City. He put up great numbers. Brady last week put up 29.25 fantasy points, threw for 385 yards, and if it wasn't for the the stripped fumble, he would have been over 30 points in the week last week. They're playing Atlanta, 
who at the moment has the 29th ranked passing defense, which means Brady's going to have a good game regardless of who his receivers are, most likely, but he will also have a healthy Chris the, Godwin the, back. The key, the key for them to, to get back on track Here we is go. run the football. Tell me about how they need to establish the run. They need to run the I disagree. I, Brady needs I, to I, have an exclamation point game. I believe that he will. You're going to see a 350-yard, three-passing touchdown performance. He's got Godwin healthy. He's got Mike Evans in midseason form going into week five. Uh, he started to find Cameron Braid a little bit more. I, I do think they're going to run the ball a little bit, but I think he's going to let it rip this week. I think Brady is a must-start if he's rostered on your team. Even if you have a guy like Justin Herbert or Kyler Murray in front of him, I'm taking Brady this week to have a top-five quarterback performance. And I am also, against my better judgment, saying that Detroit Lions quarterback Jared Goff, who's currently ranked position five, is a must start this week against New England. There's been a lot of shit talk about the Lions here in Detroit, about how they have the first rated offense and the 32nd rated defense. They're one in three, and they average 35 points a game. That's an issue. But one thing that's not an issue is Jared Goff and the Lions offense ability to put up monstrous points. Goff, even though he is rated quarterback five, is only rostered in 60% of leagues. I mean, if he's out there for you, you take him. And against this Patriots defense, you start him. I don't care what defense the Lions come across. All right. I don't care if they're playing Tampa Bay, Denver, or the 49ers. This team's ability to put up 30 points a game will not. I, I Real statistically, they're one of the best offenses ever through the first month of the season. Ever. We're not just talking the best offense in the league. The be, One of the best offenses ever. They're one of four offenses to average 35-plus points in a month's time over a four-game span. That You can't sleep on that. Jared Goff against New England this week will have a big game. I, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves with Goff. He's finding all of his receivers. It doesn't matter if Amon Ross St. Brown doesn't play because he was, out, he was out last week and he still had a big game. 378 and four touchdowns last week for a 36-point performance. He's not making as many mistakes as he was in years past. Yes. Um, I will say it's because Amon Ross St. Brown is out is why he's targeting other guys. Because when Amon Ross in, he's only targeting Amon Not necessarily because well, the only person he targeted last week was fucking Hawkinson. And I Reynolds. Hawkinson led the league in receiving yeah. last week. He almost went for 190 yards. And I think, if anything, that gave him some faith in Hawkinson as a pass catcher. Because there really yeah. wasn't any up until that point. But I agree. With Jamal Williams running the ball the way he is and catching passes out of the backfield with St. Brown possibly coming back with Hawkinson having this slight emergence and a little bit of faith in him. Plus Josh Reynolds, DJ Chark, everybody else who's swift, swift if he's back. And we also saw some news out of New England today. Mac Jones is a full participant in practice. Correct. Don't ask me how, but it looks like Mac Jones is trending towards playing. If that's the case, you're, you're, the game will be a little bit tighter than everyone thought it would be with Bailey Zapp. And so I, I expect Goff to have a game, maybe not like he had last week, but the week before he put up a 15 and a half. I, no, think, we're I, see, I think New England's defense is a lot better than Seattle's. I agree with that. Uh, no, but I, I don't see that. Happening. Realistically, I don't think New England's defense is better than Philadelphia. I think they're pretty comparable with Minnesota. And yes, I, I, I don't think 
he's going to have another game where he only throws one touchdown pass like he did against Minnesota. I could see a nice 25-er for Jared Goff this week against New England because the Lions have showed they're going to move the ball at will, and it doesn't really matter who they're playing. I think Jared Goff's a must-start. In terms of must-sits, I can finally say that if you have Kyler Murray rostered, you should sit him. And granted, he is ranked quarterback seven. He's averaging 22 points a week. But the Cardinals are playing the third-rated Philadelphia Eagles defense this week. The Cardinals have also showed that the entire team is kind of a shit show. We also know that DeAndre Hopkins is still out, and his number one receiver up until this point has been a combination of Zach Ertz and Greg fucking Dorch. So, with that being said... (coughs) The, they He put up 16 against the Rams. That was probably the best defense they've played, and I think Philadelphia's defense is quite a bit better than the Rams. This will, oh, be, yeah. this will be Arizona's first true test of what they look like against a really, really good defense. And what they've showed us against not-so-good defenses is they're a shit show. I think it's going to go hard in favor of Philly this week. I think that Kyler Murray is going to be running for his life most of the game, and I just think it could get ugly quick for him. I am sitting Kyler Murray this week. And I'm also sitting another surprising name this week. Don't buy into the Geno Smith hype just yet. I know he had a big week last week. Uh, He is rostered in 25% of leagues, and he was picked up in 17% more this week because he had a monster game last week against the Lions. He's currently ranked quarterback nine, and it would be very easy to fall in love with him after his past few performances. He put up a 21 in week three against Atlanta and a 35 last week against Detroit. They're playing New Orleans this week. And I'll be honest with you. I think New Orleans is probably the most slept on defense in the league right now. They've got playmakers in the secondary and Bradley Roby and Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, They obviously up front. Cameron Jordan is an absolute force to be reckoned with, even though he's older than God. I I think that. I think that this week Seattle comes back down a life a little bit. I get it. They're two and two. Uh, with the the win against Denver and the win against Detroit. But San Francisco has one of the stoutest defenses in the league, and Geno Smith put up a nice seven. I expect a performance like that against New Orleans. I don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring in that game in general, but I think that the New Orleans defense will stifle the Seahawks' uh, ground game one and passing attack two, and I expect Geno Smith to have a sub-10-point performance this week. Don't fall in love with him yet. Is he worth a roster spot? Yes. He showed last week that he has the juice, but don't fall in love with him yet and risk your risk a whole week by starting Geno Smith. As far as additions go, I've noticed a trend. Carson Wentz has been dropped in 18% of leagues. He was owned in this week. And that now means he's only owned in 50% of leagues as quarterback number 10. Which, granted, most people who had him on his team saw him start out with two 30-point performances in Week 1 and 2 and then fall down to a 10-point performance against Philly in Week 3 and a 7-point performance in against Dallas in Week 4. I'm going to say I this I will much. say this. Those are two of the best teams. Those are two of the best defenses, defenses that Carson play. Wentz will face all year, right? Correct. I mean, if you look at it, Antonio Gibson – was pretty much silent in those two games. They were able to completely shut down McLaurin. Dotson got injured in the Dallas game. Like, everything pretty much went wrong for the Commanders the last couple of weeks, and I don't expect them to come back 
and put up 30-point games. I don't expect Wentz to come back and put up 30-point games. But if you look at his schedule coming up, he plays Tennessee, Chicago, Green Bay, Indy, Minnesota in his next five. I think this week against Tennessee, the commanders could give them everything they have. Obviously, if Derrick Henry runs the way he did last week, Tennessee will probably still come out on top. But Tennessee's defense doesn't scare me. And I think that realistically, Wentz could have a bounce back performance from his 10 and 7 the week before. I think Wentz, if he's available in your leagues because he's dropping like a lead balloon right now, I'd pick him up and I would roster him. Uh, He's averaging 20 points a week, even with his 10 and 7 point performance over the last two. As far as a guy that I think you can safely drop, Daniel Jones, quarterback for the New York Giants, is going to be my honorable mention in ads. I know he's injured right now. Real quick, okay. I wanted to throw this in there before I get to my drop. I know he's injured right now, but he's only rostered in 13% of leagues, which means he's probably out there. There's talk that they could bring Odell Beckham Jr. back in. He was working out there today. And their schedule going forward after he realistically comes back from the injury, which they said could be up to two weeks, which would be Green Bay and Baltimore, which I think they'll get shellacked in both those games. But is Jacksonville, Seattle, bye week, Houston, Detroit. I think those are four games where Daniel Jones, if he has anyone at all to throw the ball to, yeah, those could be very nice performances for him. Last week against Chicago where he got hurt, he put up a 22. Before that, it was 15, 15, and 17. So I think as long as the Giants can figure out something to do at wide receiver and get a couple guys healthy, Daniel Jones is my deep sleeper ad of the week. Uh, he's only owning 13% of leagues. And if you need a second string quarterback, or if you're in a league where you have the ability to roster three, I would throw him on your bench and see how it goes, especially when he comes off of the injury. This is going to surprise a lot of people because I was very high on him. I think you could safely, and this is this is a this is a stretch, but if you still are an Aaron Rodgers owner, I'm not gonna lie. I'm ready to pass the torch on Aaron Rodgers with the other options available out there. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is rostered in 93% of leagues. And I'll be honest, the offense has showed me nothing as to where Aaron Rodgers is going to have a monster 40 point breakout week. And you're going to say, Sam, you are absolutely insane. This is Aaron Rodgers. We are talking about this is the two time MVP. We're talking about, I've got news for you. They're playing the New York Giants this week in London, and I wouldn't start Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't. Aaron Rodgers averaging currently 14 uh, fantasy points a game. Upcoming. That's that's a shell of himself. That is a – fantasy-wise, it's not getting the job done. Realistically, I started out the year with Aaron Rodgers as my fantasy quarterback and didn't love it. And I have foregone Aaron Rodgers to play the likes of Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Marcus Mariota. Those are the options that I am going for as a fantasy quarterback. Coaching-wise, are are they masking the situation there just with their run game? Uh, I think they are. I think that... I I believe that, too. That's what the... The offense is running around Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon at the moment. Right. I mean realistically, and especially Lazard still not healthy. You were watching him puke on the fucking sidelines. I mean, against New England, he put up a 17. Against Tampa, he put up a 17. Against Chicago, he put up an 18. Week one against Minnesota, it was a four, right? Minnesota, out of those, was by far his worst game. And I get it. You know, with a a lot of the additions they've had on the offense, it's going to take time to get to it. But I don't like him against the Giants this week. I don't like him against the Jets next week. I see him against Washington – 
that could be a decent game. And then he goes Buffalo, Detroit, Dallas, and then Philly. Like, there's not a lot of games in there where I could, as a fantasy owner, be good with playing, let alone rostering Aaron Rodgers at this point. The only reason why they're having success is the running game. Correct. Aaron Rodgers is a 15-point-a-week quarterback going forward at the max. You know what? I I remember, and I don't know why I'm going to bring this up, I remember Tom Brady was the same way for like a three, four-year stretch in New England. Yes. Where he was a 15-point-a-week guy. Right. I know because I would have him, and I'd be like, what the fuck? And while guys like uh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger was putting up 500 yards and putting up 40 points, you know. But I I think they all go through that transition period, and I think you're seeing Rodgers in that period right now. I think so, too. And I just – Aaron Rodgers, for me, this year is a quarterback that I I would not have on Well, that because he doesn't have anything really to – Yeah, it's it's sad. That's legitimate to throw to. Yeah. He's thrown to some rookies, and that's about it. They're three and one, but his numbers yep. just aren't there for me to keep him on the roster. So whoever could stuff the run against them, there it's probably not going to look good for him. We go to Bruce with the running backs. All right, dude. I got three guys that I'm starting. Let's hear it. All right, Damian Harris. I don't know how to say Stevenson's first name. Rodmore. Rodmore. Both of those guys are valuable, especially against the Lions D. Okay. Okay. That's pretty simple. Until they figure out what the fuck is going on in Detroit, you start every running back against them. Well, we'll get I, I, I Penny think last that's week. not it's not a surprise. Okay. That's not a surprise to anybody, I believe. No, it's not. It's that. Okay. T- it's that. You t- have anybody else better? I real quick. I love Damian Harris this week against the Lions. I don't love Stevenson. I think this is going to be the Damian Harris like. I just think they're pound show this week. Viable I, option. I, I I just I believe what I believe is this. Harris is going to have a career game. Yeah. A career game. Just like and, Rashad uh, Penny. Yeah. I don't yeah. know about Stevenson having a career game, but I no, think probably. Harris will. Because I think he'll get 30 carries just like uh, last week. I mean. When Seattle gave uh, Rashad Penny 30 carries. Right. I, I think it's, it's gonna going to happen to be, again. They, Especially if Mac Jones does play and he's not 100% healthy. Correct. They're going to rely heavily on the run game, which the Lions are 31st in run defense. So he'll probably be but, very successful. Do you know who's 32nd? Uh, the Houston Texans. Exactly. That's why my second guy technically is James Robinson from the Jags. Uh, yeah, against Houston this week. Yeah. Or honest to God, I another guy I love this week is Damian Pierce against Jacksonville. I think he could I think he okay. could tear a hole. Yeah, I mean I, I was real well. impressed ja- with Jacksonville well. last week to hold Philadelphia the way they did. I, I know. Especially in the first quarter, the first Two quarters. The problem is, it's Jacksonville lets it. They might they put a fork in you in the beginning, and then they let it get away. But James Robinson, the thing is, is James Robinson's like the most slept on starting running back in the league. Last week, I agree. Last week against Philly, it was bad. He got eight carries for twenty nine yards, and I don't think you're going to see that this week. I think against Houston, he's gonna he's gonna get back to that. You know, week three he had seventeen carries. Week two he had. 23 carries. I think you're going to see that kind of a workload for him against Houston. And, I mean, he has 100-yard game already on the year. This might be number two for him. I I, I think that's. A, I think James Robinson would be a must-start this week. Uh, two guys that I'm sitting, sitting them motherfuckers. 
Okay. Okay. I'm looking right at you. Okay. Rashad Penny. Okay. And do you know why? No, I don't. Because New Orleans is what? They've given up the third fewest fantasy points. Okay. So Rashad Penny's coming back down to earth, okay? After, All right. What? Leading the league? Well, Rashad or, Penny. Was he leading the league? I don't even know. Rashad Penny he was averaging it. 50 yards a week. Yeah, he was. last week. So uh, week one, Rashad Penny ran for 60. Yeah. Week two, 15 against San Francisco, which was a stout defense. Week three, 66 against Atlanta. And then obviously he led the league last week. Dude's coming back down. Well, he's rostered in 81% of leagues. So, yeah, I, I'm not confidently starting Rashad Penny. Uh, it li- Not this week against New Orleans. Against Arizona, you'd have to give it a thought. But, no, I'm not starting him this week against New Orleans. Are you? Okay. You're the Rashad Penny Actually, owner. I am. You I are. am starting him. Yes. And why? I, li- I just like his chances. I think uh, till Jameis Winston comes back to New Orleans, I, I don't really trust them. <clears throat> I'm not. I I I I like Andy Dalton, and he's serviceable. I just don't think you got to run the ball against teams like this. If you can't run the ball, you become one dimensional, and and then it's just all downhill from there. And I think the same goes for New Orleans. They're going to have to run the football this week against Seattle. Yeah, running backs are hard. They're really hard to hit with fantasy because they'll go off. You know, two games, right? You just never and know they'll because come they're right going to go with the guy the with the hot hand. Absolutely. Right. And I think that's why they're going right. with Penny. Because I think Kenneth Walker is definitely a better running back Absolutely. than he is. But I think so. he's not going to get the opportunity yet. And then uh, another guy, James Conner. Sit that motherfucker. Okay. The Eagles D. There. Right? Is that right? Yeah. Well, right. Somebody's been saying that for weeks. Me. I hate James Conner this year. I hate him. The the Arizona he was for, so good last, last year in the red zone. Nobody expected Arizona to be last year. Nobody expected Arizona to be nearly as bad as they are. I don't think. I mean, I didn't. I didn't think they'd be this bad. You know I knew there'd be a drop off, but early this is on, awful. early on in the beginning of the year, after the draft, people weren't impressed with what Arizona had done, and and I truly think that Kingsbury's job is he's kind of in the hot seat. Uh Wait. I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. All right. Um now since there's a lot of running backs out there, if because as of this morning, in thirty seven percent of leagues, uh Tyler I don't know how do you say his last name? Algier. Algier. Okay. The Falcons because Cordell Patterson's out. Right. He's, a, he's out for about four weeks, they said. He had a procedure done. He'll be gone about four weeks. Well, this is this week. He's right. out. He ain't playing. If you have nobody else, you might as well go pick the dude up. But a better option is Mike Boone because Javante okay. Williams is out. He's only owned in 19% of leagues. I, right. I did pick up Mike Boone this morning. So. And and the uh, <laughs> the Denver Broncos traded for Latavius Murray. They did. But he's also there. Gordon's in front of him, but they don't trust him anymore. I agree with uh, that. He's putting the ball on the ground. Yep. Exactly. When you do that, you're not going to play. Not at this level. My drop him real quick. Hold on. Okay. Real quick. Okay. I have to interject here. Uh, Indianapolis Colts running back Jonathan Taylor is out this week officially. Yeah. It came out. It came out within the last hour. Uh, if 
Naheem Hines is out there. He is owned in 60% of leagues, and he was dropped this week in 3% of them. If Naheem Hines is out there, we have seen Naheem Hines in bursts this year, er, in years past, really, really have the juice. With him being, he's on the year, he's gotten eight carries. Okay. Obviously, we know why. Uh, he is not only a third down back. He's a third down and receiving back, but Jonathan Taylor gets the bulk of the carries. They only have three roster running backs. That's it. With Jonathan Taylor out, Naheem Hines is good for, I think, 25 carries this week, and he will okay. absolutely put up points. If you don't have faith in starting him, at least if he's available in your league, roster Naheem Hines. Bruce. And I'm finally going to say it. To drop this motherfucker, Cam Akers. Ooh, wow. He hasn't done shit. He hasn't done shit. The the Dude's Rams been on my bench. The Rams have a lot of starter. issues right now with okay. their offensive line. Oh, absolutely. And that was real absolutely. evident Monday night. Absolutely. Real evident Monday night. Doubt. The both of the Rams running backs have been disappointing this year. Daryl Henderson. Well, Henderson's been better than him. Yeah. Darrell Henderson rated 43. Cam Akers rated 57. Both averaging, uh, well, Henderson averaging 6.9. Acres averaging 4.7 in the last game, they combined for six points. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously that was against San Francisco, who does not allow anyone to run the ball. But no, uh, they were they were pretty impressive Monday night. Yeah, their defense was real impressive. The problem is, is you don't know which guy to drop because they yeah. literally have a 50 50 share of that offense. I'm keeping Henderson. But Cam Akers is owned in more leagues. Cam Akers owned in 88% of leagues compared to Henderson's right. 60. And Henderson has been dropped in 25% of I, leagues. I, that's hard for me to believe. Uh, and neither of them – the thing is, Akers is starting in 25% of leagues as Henderson's only being started in five. And Henderson has the the higher numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he's getting the bulk of the carries, too. That's just a tough situation to try and yeah. figure out there. I their, mean, their offensive line has a lot of issues right now. They cannot run the ball for the life if their life depended on it. Yeah. They can't even you know. protect Stafford. Well, and Stafford looks like he's in midseason Honolulu <laughs> yeah, I, Blue. I don't know. That oh, was, my God. That was awful. That was bad. That was awful. That was really bad. I mean, shit. Yeah, we didn't even, even we didn't as have a, a line talk about We haven't anymore. talked about that yet. Yeah, we'll we end will. the show with that today. Okay. Um, I got a... Two-headed dragon sleepers. Let's hear it. Two is out. Raheem Mozart and Chase Edmonds. If okay. if you are a Miami running back owner, you do have a question on if your guy is the guy. And the problem is Don't we we have no player. idea who's actually the guy. Right. Edmonds rated 32. Mozart rated 34. Which guy do you play? They each put up, uh, on average, nine points a week. Uh Last week, Mozart got a little bit more workload. I, I just think they go with the hot hand. Whoever, Whoever's hot, they just continue to That's go okay. with them. You know what's wild to me? Miles Gaskin's just irrelevant now. Yeah, I don't know. Last year, he had such I, I, a great Is he on year. the practice squad? No, he's on the team. He is rostered. But I, I just mean, thought he was on the practice squad because we haven't seen him. He's been a healthy scratch. But that, uh, They have the other kid, Hamed, there, all too. All I got to say is Taylor Hamed. I feel bad. For Miami, dude, because I do not trust Teddy fucking Bridgewater. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. With I you. I don't mind Teddy Bridgewater. As far as backups go, yeah. Mm. Teddy Bridgewater is in the upper echelon of backup quarterbacks. Ain't no Cooper Rush. 
I added Teddy. I see. I disagree with you. I added Teddy I Bridgewater too. I'm gonna. I would. There's a part of me that wants to start Teddy Bridgewater Here's this week. The thing, over Cousins. Teddy Ballgame knows that. Uh, God. Basically, he's temporary. He Correct. comes in and does a really good job. And if he comes in and does Teddy a good Ballgame. enough job, when somebody else needs a starting guy, he's got a for sure job somewhere. Teddy Bridgewater be around a long time. He's been around for a while. Yes, he has. He has a you know, he's been there, been there a few teams. He he was really good as a backup in New Orleans. This is why this guy has the opportunities he's got. Uncle Sam with the wide receivers. Okay. Well, this week, uh, I got a couple of people I do like. I I actually love C.D. Lamb at the Rams. I got I got a feeling that he's just gonna. Light it up. He's been really nice the past couple of weeks, and I got a feeling he's he's going to have a breakout game here against top level uh, secondary. I really do. Thirty seven points for CD Lamb in the last two weeks. He put up identical, yes. identical fantasy points in the last two weeks with eighteen point seven points. Obviously, the first game against Tampa Bay, he got pretty shut down, uh, but he's moved on from that now. He is now. Well, if you remember the 16. first game, it, it was you had Dak Prescott. That is true. Now, I, I don't think we need to go there, but <laughs> if we're going to go there, let's really let's let the pink elephant in the room come out. Dak Prescott is shit. Okay? <laughs> He's shit. Um, Cooper Rush is better than him. CeeDee Lamb is a must start. A must start. Must start. I, I really like him this week. Uh, another guy I love this week, to be honest with you, that that hasn't broken out yet but i i have a feeling this week is his week and and i'll attest to this to your quarterback pick chris godwin i got a feeling he is absolutely gonna fucking light it up godwin ish i'm looking at a 28 from him this week and i got a feeling that he is gonna be unfucking stoppable because Ah. when he's on there's not a lot of guys that are better than him he's top five when he's on i 1,000 fucking percent agree with you. 1,000%. Uh, another guy I like this week, um, just to throw this in there real quick, I love Curtis Samuel this week. Okay. I love Curtis Samuel this week against Tennessee, especially if Jahan Dotson does not play, which it's leaning that way. I think that I think Curtis Samuel could have a fucking buku week this week. Okay. Uh, I like that. Um guy I don't like this week to be honest with you and and it's he had a good week last week DJ Moore ooh for Carolina interesting now i i get he's the only guy basically that Mayfield was looking for i don't like the matchup they're going against San Francisco San Francisco showed Monday night that they were the team in the NFC defensively, yeah, uh, and and I got a feeling it's going to be really ugly. I'll I'll be honest with you, DJ Moore's the, a the the standalone standout number one receiver on that team, yeah, and he is rated number fifty three and averages seven points a week. I mean, I you all I would you don't know what the fuck do you do with this guy? What do you I do? Don't, with I don't him? know. What do you do with anybody from Carolina? I mean, right Robbie now? Anderson. It's an- uh, <laughs> other, other than Christian McCaffrey, there is not one. There's viable. not one guy I would want from no, that fucking team. No, it is fucking awful. It's awful. It is awful. But Baker I, I would not. I would not play him this week. I really wouldn't. Um, I I just think he's he's useless. 
Baker Mayfield's a human hand job. You know, I used to think Baker Mayfield was good. Yeah, I know. And and I I thought he got a raw deal in Cleveland. I don't know how bad this is fucked with his psyche, but he's been awful ever since. I cannot believe he beat out fucking Sam, uh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. I can't game. believe to that, that he point, beat him out. To that point. He got hurt, too, though. Correct. Yeah. To that point, I think there's my bold prediction. You're going to see Sam Darnold playing that game against San Francisco this week. I think the Panthers Is are he gonna, back. He's healthy. I think the Panthers are going to get embarrassed so fucking bad. Okay. I, I believe Darnold is eligible to come off of IR this I'll say this. They played better with Darnold than they played with Mayfield. That if not, if not, I'll be honest with you. I think you could see fucking P.J. Walker <laughs> come in this week. Yeah. I think it's going to be that bad for the for – the, We'll talk more about this on Friday. Yeah. I think it's going to get so bad this week for Carolina that you could see a P.J. Walker performance okay. if Donald is not healthy. But continue. I, I, a couple of guys this week I do like. A couple other guys. Got a couple sleepers. I don't know how many leagues he's owned in right now, and I'm sure everybody's been, been on there trying to put a waiver in for him. George Pickens. Oh, I love yeah. George Pickens. Him and Kenny Pickett got a nice report together. They showed that in the preseason, and that's who Pickett was looking for. And when Pickett come into the game last week for Pittsburgh, that's who, that's he, was who he was looking for. for. And he was looking for him hard. Yeah. If, so If he's out there, pick him up. He is only rostered in 46% of leagues, so less yep. than half. Uh, he It went up 7% this week, so people are out there picking him up. So they, they're, they're pretty they're, – Keen to it. Yeah. And he, but yeah. he's only averaging six points right now. Correct. Because Trubisky, like you said, wasn't looking his way. Pick right. Pickett goes into the game. He goes for 100 yards. Right. And he doesn't Now, what does yet. that mean for Chase Claypool and uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Johnson? What does that mean for these guys? I think Deontay Johnson's been a huge yeah. disappointment to this point. I have two. He actually had a good game last week. Mm-hmm. But uh, Pickens overtook the second half of that game. Yes, he did. So I, if you, if he's out there in your leagues, grab him, stick him in your lineup. I know they got a tough matchup this week with Buffalo, I believe. Well, yeah, yes, they do play yes. Buffalo, and I'll say this: I, I like Pickens, even yeah. with, even with Trubisky, Pickens was still putting up better numbers than Chase Claypool. Yes, Chase Claypool, for all intensive purposes. You can drop him at this point. I, I would because I just don't think he's going to get the looks. Yeah. Another guy that I'm, I'm worried about, going to lose a little bit of a uh, uh, target deal now that Joe Flacco's not in there is, is Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson actually scares me right now. You ready to trade because, him to me yet? Well, or no? not yet. Okay. But. I, I have a feeling that Zach Wilson does not look his way. Zach Wilson actually loves the guy that you don't, Corey fucking Davis. I hate I just picked Corey him up. Davis. I fucking hate Corey Davis. Corey Davis, it just seems like when Zach Wilson is in the ball game, and I'm going to say this too, he had some plays with Joe Flacco that I, I was just draw-dropped on how wide open he was. It was like people, I thought maybe he just came off the sidelines and just stood there, and they threw the ball to him. That's how wide open he was. 
on these busted plays. You you want to know what really surprised me about the Jets? Yeah. I watched week one, and Braxton Berrios got six targets with uh, Joe Flacco in week one. Correct. And he's had one target since. That utterly, to me, makes Blows no fucking my sense. my mind, man. They have such a nice receiving Utters. core there. Utters. Utters. They, they could rotate these guys in and out and still be effective. Yeah. They have a lot of depth in receiving on that team. I, I, Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Braxton Berrios, Elijah Moore. I mean, you haven't even seen Denzel Mims yet. I think Mims got traded. I don't. I don't believe he's still on the team. No, I believe he got. Or is he still on the team? I know he wanted a trade. Correct. I don't know if they did. I, I don't know. I that that is very interesting because Garrett Wilson was almost an automatic start with Flacco in there, but yeah, yes. now it's like. We don't really know now, yet. I'm kind of so. on the fence. I don't know what to do with them. I'd lay off for a week, too. I agree with that. I I, I mean, if you don't have anybody else, like I I don't, you put them in and you cross your fingers. Another guy that's real been really disappointing this year, Juju Smith-Schuster. Drop him. With his five fucking points a game, mm-hmm. you, you might as well just. Who's the other guy? When you watch him. Fucking play receiver. Yeah. I see why Pittsburgh didn't want him. I can't believe they fucking signed him in Kansas City. You want to know what's fucked up? Useless. You know. You know what? The only one more useless than him. And, and, and you really want me to say it? Should we go out to fucking Los Angeles and talk about the fucking Rams' great acquisition of the fucking off season? The only one worse than hey. fucking Juju Smith Schuster. Oh, talk about it after. Okay. Never mind. <clears throat> Allen Robinson. <laughs> Allen Robinson, receiver 81, averaging 5.0 points a week with a monstrous 1.7 in the Monday night showdown against San Francisco. Allen Robinson hey. is fucking useless. Awful. Useless. And Stafford did give him a chance. Fuck him. Fuck the Rams. Fuck, Fuck Allen Robinson. Exactly. Drop him. Please lose fucking every game from here He out. is not good at football. I said it all offseason. They think this guy's going to replace Robert Woods. Robert Woods' left testicle could do better at the, wide receiver than Allen Robinson. The ghost of Randall Cobb is Holy better than fucking fuck. Allen Robinson. Back to what you said about Schuster. He's leading the team at the receiver position, because there's Travis Kelsey. A.J. Green has down. more points and has been injured for the last two weeks. My Juju Smith-Schuster is the number one receiver for the Chiefs in his position ranked 54. How that is fuck, disgusting. How does that happen? That is fucking disgusting. He averages seven and a half points a week, and he is their leading receiver. That's pathetic. I mean, there's some potential there, obviously, because he's on the fucking Chiefs. He still started in 30 percent A receiver on the fucking team has more potential than most teams. I mean, my God. Team. Right. Valdez they don't Scantling. Utilize, they don't Harden. utilize him. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've watched him play. He doesn't get any separation. And this was an issue of him in the, when he was in Pittsburgh, too. He can't, get, he can't create any kind of separation to, for himself to become a legitimate receiver in this league. <laughs> That's why he's a no, that's why he was a number two to Antonio Brown. They tried him as a one. Deontay Johnson beat him out, so he had to leave there. Nice enough. Tight ends. 
Tight ends, baby. Here we go. My first start of the week is Philadelphia Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard against the Arizona Cardinals. He is currently ranked number eight, and he is averaging nine and a half points per week. And I think he really showed us something uh, in the last, I mean, all year, but in the last three games especially, 10, 10, and 9. Uh, I think Arizona gives up the consistent. He is very consistent. Yeah. He's going to give you 10 points a week. And especially at tight end, if you can find consistency, you've got it made at tight end. Absolutely. If you're not dealing with a 12.1.3.17 point guy, you've found your piece. Dawson because Knox. there's no way to find peace at tight end. Dallas Goddard brings you that piece. He's currently rated eighth, averaging nine and a half points this week and going up against the 31st ranked passing offense in Arizona this passing week. Defense. Passing defense, excuse yeah. me. That's a must start. Uh, another one for me is a guy I talked about last week, Tyler Conklin of the New York Jets, currently rated tight end number 10, averaging nine points a week as well. He's been real nice. He has been very nice. Again, that may have just been the Flacco nice. effect, but – Nine, seven, so. 12, and seven. Last week. He had a seven last yeah. week against Pittsburgh. Against Miami yeah. this week, they're going to pass the shit out of the ball. I expect him they to have, have to, to stay with them. They have to. Yeah. I expect him to have a very nice week. Uh, as far as my sits go, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't love Pat Fryermuth, who's currently ranked number seven against Buffalo this week, for not, not much explanation okay. needed there. You have a rookie quarterback coming in in his second ever performance in an NFL game against. He threw the, three picks last. He week. He threw three picks last week. Now he plays the fucking Bills. The I, better, I one of the better defenses. The, yeah, three. they're third against tight ends, yeah. especially. I, I don't love Fryermuth this week. I, I just don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to do anything fucking at all offensively. You know what? And let me tell you something. This is what fucking scares me right now, because we're all going to take Buffalo. We're going to take it. We're going to give the points. And every time I fucking do that, there's an upset. <laughs> Najee Harris will go for 175 yards and three touchdowns. This week, I, really, I don't think you've got to worry about okay. the upset. Um, another guy that I hate this week is tight end Will Disley from the Seattle Seahawks, who has been very nice this year. He's ranked ninth. He averages nine and a half points a week. And he has only had one week where he wasn't in double digits in scoring, and that was against... The San Francisco 49ers. This week, they go up against the New Orleans Saints, who have the first rated defense against tight ends. Uh, Will Disley is one of those guys who has big games and then goes to sleep. This year, he hasn't really had a sleepy game, mostly because the Seahawks somehow have not had that sleepy of a game except against San Francisco. Again, I think New Orleans defense is the most underrated in the league. I think that you're seeing a lot of inflation out of the Seahawks offense. I don't expect Will Disley to have that big of a week this week. He is one of my sits this week. And I've got a really deep one for you here. My ad this week is Kylan Granson, tight end for the Indianapolis Colts. And you might look at me and say, Sam, who the fuck is Kyle Granson? Well, he is owned in 0.2% of leagues currently. And you might sit here and tell me I'm fucking crazy, but I play third string tight end. He is a third string tight end. But he's getting looks. If you look in the last so far this season, he has been targeted 15 times, which for a tight end. Ain't that bad. But last week against Tennessee, he had four receptions for 62 yards, which was good for eight points. 
If you need a guy, Matt, Matt Ryan uses his tight ends. Uses Mo Alley Cox shit out of his has tight been ends. Caught two. Mo Alley Cox is is. You want to talk about blowing it up? My man's having a great year so far, and yeah. that's coming off of injury. Now you got another guy in there too, the rookie, the big giant rookie they got, Jelani Woods. Jelani Woods, who all who of the tight also end. yes catching touchdowns, uh, but. I'm not going to lie to you. He's available every, in every league, essentially, besides mine, because I picked him up this week. Kylan Granson, I would pick him up, stash him on your bench. Uh, essentially, I got tired of watching Noah Fant put up three points a week, and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to pick up somebody that. Well, here's here's the thing. I need Matt Ryan to go back to Atlanta and throw the fucking <laughs> ball to goddamn Kyle Pitts. Jesus fucking Christ, three points a fucking week. You can't week. trust Kyle Pitts. I, I, I'm ready to drop him. Well, I am ready to drop him. I would not drop Kyle Pitts. I would not drop Dawson Knox. Both of you I need can't to take have it anymore. a little bit of faith, but the guy I would drop. Um, I can't take it anymore. He's owned in. Kyle Pitts was absolutely destroying my fucking life. He is owned in 28% of leagues. It is Logan Thomas, and even though he has a favorable favorable matchup this week, I, I'm not a huge fan. Um, realistically, this is a six-point-a-week guy. He's going to be a six-point-a-week guy, and if you could drop him and get into some of these younger guys, such as, I don't know, Irv Smith, who's only owned in uh, 30% of leagues, or Mo Ali Cox, who's owned in three percent of leagues or i mean even though i don't love him this week will disley who's owned in four percent of leagues it's time to move on from the logan thomas experiment he's just there's no upside right a guy like dawson knox is off to a rough start has all the upside in the world kyle pitts off to a rough rough start has all the upside in the world but you're sitting here wasting away on logan thomas who's going to get you six points a week who put up four last week it's time to let him go because guess what? Just like every single fucking year, he's going to get hit. He's going to get hurt. And you're going to regret that you didn't get rid of him earlier. Also, another guy that I don't really love this week. I, I don't love uh, Robert Tanyan. I've never really loved Robert Tanyan. He had a nice performance last week, nine points. Uh, they're going up against the Giants, who allow the fifth least points to tight ends. If you got Robert Tanyan, don't, 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 don't shoot do yourself, yourself in the fucking foot, dude. <laughs> Get, just just put him on the bench. He's owned at 21% of leagues. 21% of leagues need their head examined. Um, <laughs> and if you got TJ Hawkinson, fucking play him. It goes without saying. He had a 35-point performance last week. Uh, New England is rated 26th against tight ends. If you got him, you're, you're fucking playing. He probably solely did that just because you talked about sh you talk that much shit about him. Yeah, I did talk a lot of you shit think about so? him. And yeah. I'm going back on it all now. He, no, he, no, listen he, he listens much to the podcast. Anybody. As, as we have about <laughs> fucking Matt Stafford. Are you good? What's up yeah, with this thing I'm up good. your nose every 30 seconds? No, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, let's go team defenses real quick. Uh, I'll be honest with you. At this point in the year, if you don't know which team defenses to start, uh, you, 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 you kind of need to have your head examined. Yeah, I don't know why you're playing um, fantasy if you don't know. <laughs> well, there's don't um, play the Detroit Lions. Defense. <laughs> if you have the Detroit Lions defense, drop them. Drop them. Holy fuck. Um, oh shit. I'll be honest with you. For me, water. I I there's one play this week that I that I like above all else. I, I like the Cowboys defense against the Rams. 
You might tell me I'm crazy there. No, I, I like them. No, I love I think, the Cowboys. I think you're exactly right on this one. Um, and I'll be honest with you. I actually like the Broncos D against Indy as well. Okay. I think that the Broncos D is another one of those underrated sneaky defenses. And I think they could have a big week this week. The Broncos need to continue to win because somehow they keep winning games that they, that you're watching them and you're like, my God, this is awful. Uh, this is their week to really, I think, put a like stamp on it against against Indy. Uh, a defense that I hate, I, I think the Steelers' D is going to look really rough against Buffalo this week. Listen, the Steelers' defense is going to look rough every week until fucking T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt gets back. I agree. They, they've been awful. I know because I had them and dropped them. Um, and one more here real quick. I like Jaguars against Houston this week. I like the Jaguars' defense. I, th- I thought they held... Philadelphia in check for most of that game. It got away from them late, but for the most part, they were playing pretty well. Uh, also, and I think this goes without saying, if you are a Patriots defense owner, put them on the bench this week because, yes. yeah, I, I, you're, Detroit could go in there and just absolutely light up the scoreboard. Vikings against the Bears. Uh, yeah, uh, Vikings defense. In Minnesota. Uh, is currently rated 23 and only owned in 24% of leagues, but – Realistically, that might not be a terrible pickup against Chicago this week. Um, another pickup that I see that I that I think could have a nice little week uh, is the Raider, or excuse me, I'm sorry, is the um, Commanders' defense against Tennessee. They're rated 31, uh, but I, I just for some reason I really like the Commanders in this matchup. Okay, I really do. Uh, I think they could have a big week as well. Uh, obviously, if you own the Eagles, Bills, 49ers, Buccaneers, you're starting them. That goes without saying. And if you're on the Lions, you're dropping them. I don't know why you would have them. Other than that, anything to add? Any deep sleepers? Anybody got anything in that hip pocket? Ah, uh, no, no. <clears throat> I, you know what? I, I like Baltimore. I like their defense. I like Baltimore's defense. You do? I do. Against? I do. Are they playing this week? Oh, Jesus Christ. You but like them? You don't even know who they're I, 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 You know what? I watched them last week, and they were finally getting to uh, Josh Allen. They were finally getting to him and, and putting pressure on him, and they were and getting sacks. That's something they've been lacked of because Justin Houston's been hurt. But I, Ravens I, play the Bengals this week. I, 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 I like the I Ravens' like defense against the Bengals this week. I don't like that matchup. Whatsoever. I do because I think if they can get to Joe Burrow, that will uh, that will tell the tale. Real quick before we end, we're going to check in on our Tipped Balls Fans League. And um, it's not looking very good for you right now. For me? You are currently 0-4 and have a 3% chance of making the playoffs. Which okay, is- hold on. Oh, I got Cordell Patterson's on IR. Putrid. Uh, Bruce is currently ranked ninth. He is two and two with a twenty-three percent chance of making the playoffs. I am currently ranked second at three and one with a fifty-seven percent chance of making the playoffs. But shout out to Team Burger. Team Burger currently undefeated uh, with the Josh Allen, Alvin Kamara, Stephon Diggs, Amari Cooper, just juggernauts across the board. He only put up ninety points this week, but. He is still undefeated. Um, yeah, so well, shout out on. to Team Burger. I'm about to put in my man, uh, 
fucking Darnell Mooney. Oh, yeah. Answered all my prayers. There it is. Yeah, you want to play, you're going to play Rondale Moore and Aaron Rodgers too this week? I don't like Fryermuth. I'm going to change that. Oh, God. Uh, But yeah. So I set my lineup now. I I feel pretty good about this. Who am I playing? I'm playing Team Gervasio. Yep. Uh, I am playing the Hell Team. And, and, uh, Kane Callahan and the Hell Team. You I, are I playing feel pretty good about this. Franco oh, Gervasso this week. You guys have a strong matchup here. Projected totals one hundred six point five to one hundred six. Did I win a game in this league? Yeah, I'm gonna get absolutely. Uh, you have. I think you. I'm zero and four. You're zero and four. Yeah, you're fucking awful. Holy shnikes. Uh Gary No Football plays Jack Niederhauser and the team Zach Milf Zach Milfson. Bruce, I'm, I'm, I'm playing. Bruce, you're going up against the number one guy, Billy Burger, Team Burger for I'm life, fucked. and you're supposed to get absolutely <laughs> throttled. Uh, Lorenzo Cavalieri playing Jack Howe this week uh, in what looks like it's a it's a good matchup, three versus seven, and Angie and Team Lalo at two and two play Jake Majid, Team Nick and Morty at two and two. In a, I've given up going to five hundred and twenty-seven points in this league. My God. I'm in last place. So there's a little update on the Tip Balls Fans League. Thank you guys so much for listening to another edition of Fantasy Frenzy. I mean, uh, are we going to talk about I gotta uh, put Teddy Ball Bobby in. Wagner absolutely obliterating the fight oh, that ran that on the field? Oh, protester, yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. you know, uh, it was a in protest? San Francisco, it doesn't yeah. surprise me. People running onto the field dressed in pink and uh, with smoke bombs attached to him. With yeah. a Dude. fucking smoke bomb tied to his ass. And, and he deserved everything he got. Uh, Dude, he fucked his shit up. Real quick before we end, couple bits of news. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor's not playing. Minka Fitzpatrick not practicing today due to a knee injury. Jeremy Chan has just gone on IR. Tom Vaughn Miller says that he has spoken to Odell Beckham and that he's sure the receiver would fit in great with the Bills. So that's oh, wow. a little tidbit of information there. Uh, other than that, Wait. I think... White Lightning was officially signed to active roster. Oh, Tom Kennedy? Yeah. Yeah, great. Uh, anyways, hey, thank man, you guys so much for listening them. to another edition of Fantasy Frenzy from Tip Balls Podcast. Please, if you haven't yet, check out our socials, Instagram and Twitter, Tip Balls, TikTok, Tip Balls Podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, listen to us on Spotify or Apple Music. And if you're listening to us, subscribe on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for listening. You will hear from us on Friday. Yeah. Am I perfect?